Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. So, um, I missed last week. Sorry about that. I guess it was just kind of one of those things where I, um, with everything that was happening, I just didn't really feel like it was appropriate to really release an episode. I think that sometimes, I mean... It's a combination of reasons, and so I'm not saying this to crap on other people who did release podcasts, because I think that it's something that each person has their uh, different way of processing things, and sometimes you need to kind of have that, like, a bit of normalcy put back into things so that you can, you know, remember, like, in the in the tragedy, there's still, you know, there's still life, there's still growth, And so I, and I respect that for myself. Um, I just felt that it was, uh, appropriate to take a, a week of silence and, uh, just to kind of reflect more on what's going on. Um, you know, we're going through this pandemic and then, and then on top of that, this monster decides that it's his right to take the lives of people. It's disgusting. And I know that I, um, a big thing that I really like, I aim for, that I strive for is like having a loving acceptance of anyone. And, you know, it's, it's interesting the paths that people can, that people can take. And that um, whatever ends up happening in your life, how it can lead you to these decisions that you make. And while having respect for that, it's when you take people's lives, like, no, this guy was very he was uh deceptive he abused trust he so for those who um are not from nova scotia or canada not familiar with what happened um i guess about a week and a half yeah it was about a week and a half ago a man dressed up as a police officer Uh, He got a car that he actually spent months on, at least months, to uh, make it look like a police car. And then he drove it around and he shot and killed 22 people. And uh, so that was the largest mass murder in Canadian history. And it happened here in Nova Scotia. And to the guy's family, I can't imagine what they're going through. Like this, that must be absolutely stunning. And I feel for them. Like I can't even imagine. And the families of the people that were the victims of this just atrocious crime. Um... I can't, I, again, like, I can't, I can't imagine what, what you're going through, what they're going through. And I know that, um, Nova Scotia and Canada has been standing behind these people. 
uh, behind their families and wanting to show as much love and support as possible. Um, I've actually seen a lot of uh, GoFundMes uh, Go uh, for the victims. Um, and I think that that is just incredible like for their families so that they can at least have some financial support through this horrible time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's times like these two that it's like, there is a certain kind of helplessness that you feel because these people need to just like, there's nothing that we can actually do as far as the emotional damage goes. Um, we can, um, offer to listen and, um, I mean, and give, and give, uh, and give money or, you know, make meals or that kind, that kind of thing. But as far as like that journey that they have to take to heal, like that's something that's very unique and something that they have to take. And, um, my heart just like, my heart goes out to those people. I can't imagine. So, um, that's been something that's been happening in Nova Scotia that uh, the province and the country has been working through, and um, I just kind of, I just kind of felt like maybe I shouldn't be that. I, I, I felt that I, it was necessary that I just take a, that I take a minute to be just quiet and, um, and think about what was going on and kind of reassess some things for myself it does cause you to really think about like what am I doing and you know am am I really putting something out into the world that I feel proud of and um like what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind and you know um so I've been spending that time thinking about that and uh yeah um I haven't, so I, I don't have any uh, recordings, any recorded interviews with other people right now. And I thought, though, that this week I would actually do another Ruthie's Rumination. So some of you may remember it was a while ago. I actually had one episode. I only have one other episode out of Ruthie's Rumination. I've actually recorded other episodes, but I never got up the nerve to release them. They are very personal and it's a process to kind of make yourself feel open enough or I guess safe enough to be able to release some of these thoughts out into the world and so I didn't feel ready to release those and so I still have them I don't know if I ever will really release them but uh today here I am and I'm gonna give it another go um and I actually thought that I'd try something a little different um I actually put something on my story for Optimistically Depressed asking for some suggestions of people uh, from people about what they would like to kind of hear me discuss on the podcast. And I got some responses, which honestly, I was uh, I was actually a little surprised. I wasn't sure I wasn't sure how it was going to go. So to the people that responded thank you. Like, really, like, I appreciate that. I love it when I actually like put something out there and people like respond. That's amazing. Um, so thank you. And, uh, so, okay. So the first one that I actually got was from a guy, his name is, let me just make sure I got this right. Um, I'm just going to say Reg. Um, and he asked if I had read a book called, um, 
Lost Connections. So, and it's by Johan Harry or Hari. Uh, I haven't read it. And I actually sent, uh, I actually sent him, if you're listening, I sent you a message asking about it because I haven't read it before. It sounds amazing. Lost Connections. I, I, the title makes me think of, um, a lot of stuff that's been kind of going on in my life recently because I've been reassessing a lot of the relationships that I have and I've been thinking about how we feel this like necessity or this uh this like obligation to maintain certain relationships in our lives and it doesn't matter uh if the relationships are helping us grow or if they're actually holding us back or hurting us we feel like we need to kind of hold on to that anyway and keep it. And I've been thinking about how um, I've really allowed myself to hold on to a lot of relationships that every time I kind of participate in an interaction with the other person in this relationship, I leave feeling very deflated and and frustrated. I throw a lot of energy into just feeling like really angry about what happened and like the things that they've said and the things that they do. And I, and I spend a lot of time trying to figure out why they would do that and thinking, well, is it something that I'm doing? Like, what am I doing to deserve this? And then thinking about like these ways that I could respond to certain things that they say, you know, like that whole thing that we all do. I think that we all do where it's like you have this like interaction with a person and they say something that's pretty mean. You're a little stunned because you didn't really see it coming. And then it's not until later that day or, you know, the next day that you actually think of like the perfect response. And it's just like, well, great. I just thought of the perfect response, but that doesn't do me any good. Like there's the chances of us having the same conversation again are not uh are not that great and if that conversation comes around again am I really going to have the nerve to say what I want to say and that's been that's something that I really do struggle with like it's like this feeling that with anyone that's uh, that's talking to me it's like I feel the need to create this safe space which I really do believe is important and um but it comes sometimes if the person that I'm interacting with is not aware of sometimes if, if they're not quite aware of how their actions really affect other people or or if, you know, in the case that they just don't really care about how their actions affect other people because they're so hurt, they want to just they just want to put out whatever it is that they have inside them and they don't care about the cost and how it might really affect other people. When that happens, I feel like I need to just allow it and take it, take it in. And I'm starting to realize that I don't want to spend my life doing that. I want to spend my life helping and having conversations where it helps people grow, where it helps, where both of us walk away feeling respected and like the other person really did work to try to understand the other. I th- that That is important. Those are the kinds of conversations that are really going to get us somewhere. When you're having conversations where the other person is really just kind of like making, making comments or saying things that are just going to kind of tear you down and make you doubt yourself, where they're not going to challenge you in a healthy way to help you improve and grow, but they're going to just make up 
problems for you so that you just kind of get bogged down in these frustrating scenarios and you're and then it distracts you from really making some good progress and growth in your life like that's not like why would I do that to myself I don't want to I don't want to spend my time doing that and I've got to think like it doesn't matter who it is that's doing that if it's a person that I've held in my life for a very long time because just for the sake that, you know, I have this certain connection to them and so I feel the need to like keep that sacred somehow at any cost, like I've got to reassess that. I've got to reevaluate what my priorities are, what my values are. And I'm starting to realize that, you know what, I actually like myself. I have something that I can offer. And so I'd like to put my energy into growing what it is that I can offer and actually putting that out instead of taking in these criticisms and hurtful words that other people will just say to me and uh, and then spend a lot of energy just trying to heal myself after what they've done. So that was a bit of a rant, but... And, and I might actually be completely off. That might not be at all what that book's about. But that's what it makes me think of. Lost connections. It's like these connections that I'm willing to lose. Or or connections that you just do lose as a result of becoming yourself. And growing into yourself. And actually standing up for yourself. Which I know that we, we say that phrase all the time stand up for yourself stand up for yourself and it's just kind of like all right well you know that's something that you can just tell a person to do but that's not going to do anything because it comes it comes with the realization that you actually like yourself and that you actually don't want to allow yourself to be hurt and so it's like it's coming along with that value of yourself and realizing that we're all valuable and in order to be able to understand how to uh to be valuable and to treat other people with value you like firsthand experience is the best experience so you need to experience firsthand what it is to be valued and then you can show that to others and uh, that's something that I've been struggling with for a long long time because I've been trying to basically figure out any other way to go about this instead of cutting off relationships that I feel I need to be a part of And I think that now I'm beginning to come to the conclusion that I'm not responsible for how another person thinks. And I'm not responsible for how another person feels as long as I behave lovingly and honestly and uh, and respectfully uh, create distance and boundaries and also respectfully show show them how I expect to be treated then like that's there's nothing wrong with that that's what we need that's what we all need to be able to do with ourselves be loving and and show people how we wish to be treated so that's one of the things I've been thinking about and um it's been a lot of uh, I've put a lot of energy into it but I do believe that it's important to think about that stuff and uh ugh it's been difficult, but I totally don't regret it. Okay, so here's another thing that um, somebody said. Um, they said how it can be even harder to find yourself during isolation when all you have is yourself. 
And I responded to that because I kind of wanted to get a bit more insight on what they thought, um, what they thought on that. I kind of wanted to clarify some things. And so I was kind of thinking, you know, is this like, um, is this like a response to people like having lost themselves and so you know during isolation you can't find yourself because as it turns out you've given yourself away to other people uh so this other person said you know isolation is supposed to make us turn inwards uh to find out who we are without external influence since well we can't um and then he said I know that for some they lose a sense of who they were because they were so social and so then I said okay so that's because they've lost themselves or is it like is that what you're saying and they said yeah they've lost their sense of self uh, and they said, I've had a few friends that are really struggling with not being able to see their close friends because they've forged their identities as being part of a unit group. Um, and then I said, you know, that's I I can relate to that because that's definitely something that I've gone through myself. Um, and I think that's something that um, most of us have probably gone through because like it is it's it's I think very natural for us to identify with another with a group right and sometimes it's our group of friends sometimes it's our family um, and I think that when you're if you're cut off then from from those people you're left by yourself and you're kind of like well now what like who am I I don't even like I don't know how to hang out with myself and by myself um, and it does cause you to kind of look in the mirror and, and be like, well, um, what do I see? And actually, so I'll let some of you know, I'll let you know. Um, I, over the last two weeks, um, I've been taking this course. It's, uh, it's been, uh, it's more of like a, kind of like a self-help, self-help, uh, kind of like therapy course, uh, it's like t- doing these like certain exercises that really have allowed a lot of healing for me. And one of the things that I've realized through it is that, um, I still really hide from myself. I still really hide from who I am. And it's funny because I have this podcast where I, like I mean it's optimistically depressed I talk very openly about mental health and other people come on here they talk about their mental health but it's still a way of I've realized that it's still a way for me to hide behind something because I'm taking this like optimistically depressed I'm taking this depression that I've been diagnosed with and kind of using it as this like uh still kind of like a certain definition of myself and I think that it definitely, like, it, yeah, it makes up a huge part of who I am. I believe that is something that really needs to be put out into the conversation. And that was a huge reason why I started Optimistically Depressed, because I just want mental health and these processes that we go through for healing to just become a normal part of our conversation. And so that was what I was hoping to achieve, help help achieve through uh, the Optimistically Depressed brand and this podcast. But... I've also found that um, it's still really easy to, even though you kind of put yourself out there, to still hide behind things and also to kind of like put yourself into this certain personality. And then all of a sudden you find yourself thinking, 
I, that's not even me. Like you're still thinking, well, I'm, I'm going out, I'm starting this, this thing, I'm starting these conversations. And all of a sudden it's like, before I even realize it, I'm putting on this personality that's going to be, that I think is more appealing to other people. And I want them to like me and I want them to listen to my podcast or be interested in my brand. And, and then there we go. We're now stuck right back at, um, lying I'm lying to myself and and kind of acting this uh, acting out this certain role in society and so if I actually take the time and try to think very honestly and authentically about who I am I'm realizing okay yes mental health of course that's a huge part of my life that's a huge part of everyone's life and I think it's so it is important to talk about it and we need to have these these uh, we need to make it so that we don't even feel the need to create this safe space to talk about this stuff but like it needs to become a thing that it's like we're already in this space this is just what life is we talk about this stuff and uh, but there we also need to feel this this safety in exploring these other areas of our lives and one thing that um, that I've really realized is that um, so I've, I've kind of touched on this a few, a few other times, um, but like I was assaulted a couple times and I was abused and, um, and I re- realized that, you know, you know, it's something that I've definitely like set out since I've set out kind of, I guess, since a, a few years after it happened to try to find some kind of healing and it's really difficult to do because first of all the chances of actually finding somebody who's going to be willing to open up and talk about their experience about that so that you can relate and then help in the healing the chances of that are very slim you're not going to want to and also you're not going to you don't want to put yourself out there to be like hey so this happened anybody out there like that that happened to as well I want to talk about it like that's just that just doesn't it doesn't work that way. And to the people who actually have gone ahead and done that to find that healing, I have so much respect for you. And your strength is incredible. Um, you know, even I've been in therapy and lots of therapy. And it's still something that like, I'm not really going to bring it up. I don't want to bring it up because, you know, I want to keep it in the safety of inside me, you know, in that silence and that darkness and I'm realizing I'm starting to realize that like it's still there you know it's in that darkness and it's it's holding me back because it's like it's like um that little girl is still really hurting and that teenager is still really hurting and she's there and I need to be able to have that conversation with myself where the strong me, the grown-up me, the woman who who can protect herself, who realizes that she can protect herself, can actually kind of have that conversation with the other part of me that these things have happened to and say, it's okay, you're safe now. I've got you. And it's not something that... It's... In my experience, it's not something that somebody else can do for me. There are definitely people who make me feel safe and then make me able to kind of talk a bit more about these things. And that is necessary. That's necessary. Um, 
but as far as ultimately feeling safe and comfortable in my own skin, that's something that I need need to be able to do for myself. And it's not something that's going to happen quickly or easily. And so this course that I've been in has really forced me to confront these things. And it's been incredibly terrifying and difficult. Um, a lot of it actually was, um, like it was honestly, it was pretty, pretty in your face. Like it was just, there were, there were these certain activities that we had to do that were like, it caused me to have to face it straight on because when I went to go and do these certain activities, I had immediate and extreme physical discomfort. And there were many instances where I went to finally, finally went to go and do like a certain practice and, and cried, um, just cried through the entire thing. Didn't really even hear anything of what else was going on. I, uh, cause I was too busy just kind of like, it was like, it was purging. I was purging all of that, all of those like fears and I just needed to let that start to come out. And yeah, it was incredibly terrifying. And I did put off doing a lot of the stuff because I just knew I just knew it was going to hurt. But one of the things that I didn't expect was to find the strength that I actually had because you know, I I put off doing it because I felt that I knew what my reaction was going to be and what my thoughts were going to be. And it turned out I was wrong about that because I was convinced that when I went in to do certain exercises, and I know that I'm being vague, I'm doing that on purpose, uh, but there were certain exercises that I went in to do that were going to cause me to confront the uh, insecurity and kind of the danger that I felt when um, I had encountered these abusive experiences or relationships in the past and... I knew that like I was going to that it was just going to cause me to have to confront that and it was going to cause me to have to actually relive those feelings and experiences in my mind. And when your mind goes through something, your body reacts as though you're there again. And um, I put it off because I was very sure that I was just going to go right back to that scared little girl but what I didn't realize was what I didn't realize was that when I actually did that when I did those things it caused me to actually discover a lot of the strength that I have that was that it's a result of all the other work that I've been putting in to trying to heal and so I did have that um that fear and I and I did notice that I was that little girl who was scared but then all of a sudden the woman that I am the very strong woman that I am stepped in and was able to actually say it's okay like I I have you I'm gonna take care of you and to have like to find that safety again in your own skin I think that's something that, um, well, I, I never thought that I'd find it. And now I'm finding it. And I'm finding other women that have had similar experiences. 
um, that we'll talk about it. And because we're in a space where we can talk about what's really going on. So, um, that's been an incredible experience and that's been a result of me also just kind of having that isolation and being forced to look in the mirror and then describe what exactly I see. So to find yourself in these situations that a lot of us are in right now where you're, you're isolated, isolated, you can't lose your identity in somebody else anymore. You're forced to look at who you are. Um, there's a lot of darkness and fear there, but you know, when you ultimately step into yourself, there's nothing else like it. That's when you're going to be able to actually put into the world what it is that you have. I think that's all I have to say about that right now. Um, But uh, to my friend who put that out there, thanks for the thoughts because that is a very good point and I think it's really important for all of us to acknowledge that um, so another another suggestion that I got is uh, actually to just talk on the topic of hope and you know I was thinking I've been thinking a lot about that as well what hope is and, um, you know, it's a word that obviously it's used all the time, hope. And I think that it's something that can be rather taunting when you don't have it and you don't know how to find it. Like when people just say, just have hope. It's just like, okay, good for you. Like, that doesn't help me. You're just saying a word to me. That I know what the word is, but I don't truly understand what it means. Hope. And so I want to talk about what some of my thoughts on hope are. First of all, I think that hope means something different to everyone. And, you know, if you are a person that is religious, hope would be laying a certain, a certain faith or idea of good things to come at the feet of a greater being. It's like, I hope, I have hope, because something else, this other thing is going to pull through for me, or all of this is going to work out for the better in the end. I think that that's something that's very much worth thinking about. But I've been trying to assess other definitions of hope and I'm kind of thinking it's something that you do kind of find that you need to be able to find at the root of your being and you know I kind of wonder do some of us like are some of us born just kind of like genetically inclined to be more hopeful. I actually read some statistics uh, in um, a book 
recently where um, she actually says that uh, whether or not we're going to be optimistic is is 50% of that is whether or not our genetics say we're going to be an optimistic person. Some of us are actually genetically um, engineered to be a more hopeful per- or a more optimistic person. And then the rest of it is what we decide to do with that. So it's kind of like the rest of it is who we decide to be. And I find that fascinating because in a way it's kind of like it can it it explains why we're different, how we're different. Um, you know, there's like some of those people, you know, that um, you have a conversation with them no matter what's going on. And they're just like, oh, yeah, but it'll turn around. And oh, yeah, but it's OK. And you're just kind of like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, and, and I guess maybe that's because maybe 50 percent, that 50 percent for me is uh, genetically engineered to not be optimistic <laughs> but I like I can sometimes find that to be extremely annoying because it's just like you have nothing nothing to actually base any of that optimist optimism on you're just talking and but then it also seems like you know they talk like that but then th- then things do kind of work out for them so I guess maybe they, they're on to something um but then you know then there's still that it means that we still have some ownership of where we want to go with our lives and the kind of person that we want to be you know I um you know we all have those people in our lives that you're like you're just kind of annoying and I feel like that annoying part of you is something that you could change but you're choosing not to change and that's what's particularly annoying about it and it's had me think, you know, there are parts of me that I definitely looking back on who who I was and who I'm growing out of. Yeah, there were definitely things that's just kind of like that was just annoying and I was just being a jerk about it. Like it was something that I could change and I wasn't changing. And uh and thankfully I've come to realize a lot of those things. And have actually chosen to change because it's like, well, you know, being this way just makes it so it's more painful for other people to be around me and for myself to be around me. So I think maybe I'm just not going to really do that anymore. That being said, I I do have respect for the fact that we have major blind spots. And a lot of the times, like we we're coming from such a place of hurt and pain uh, and confusion that we're that we are operating on survival mode. And so we're not going to see all of these things that we just kind of do to like manipulate ourselves and uh, to kind of make situations more painful than they need to be. I know it's all part of a growing process. Like it's all growth and that's important. Definitely. But there is definitely, but then, you know, there comes a point where you're like, I need to take responsibility for who I am. And who I choose to be. And um, and it's not all going to happen at once. It's going to be small steps. But you got to take those steps. And I'm starting to get more and more aware. I'm, sp- I'm becoming more and more aware of the fact that we do need to take responsibility for those steps. 
to start to be like, oh, well, but that's just what I have. And that's just what I am. It's just kind of like, no, 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 no. Like, okay, you know what? You have brown eyes. Yeah, we can't really do anything about that right now. So yeah, that's just what you are. But I mean, even then, they, we have colored contacts. How often are you really in a, in a place that you're like, well, that's just what I am. That's just what I have. And let's look at some of the more extreme situations where people are paralyzed, okay? Or people who are born with birth defects that make it so that there are certain things that they are physically incapable of doing and then I want to think about all the people who were born into these situations and decided that they were going to do something with it anyway I think that that just kind of puts a lot into perspective because it's kind of like yeah well that's just how I am sure but there is a lot more that you can do about that than perhaps you realize and I think that a lot of it comes out of just us being more okay with the fact that we we need to try and fail at becoming a better person or uh, bettering our situations and I know that for myself I'm a perfectionist and so a lot of what has held me back from really doing anything is just this idea that well I'm not going to be able to do it perfectly when I do it so there's really no point in doing it right now I've got to figure this out more to make sure that when I do it it's going to be perfect And I'm starting to really wake up to the fact that it just doesn't work that way. You don't do things perfectly, like ever, never. So, and perfect is kind of a state of mind. You know, um, there are some things, you know, you watch a person sing a song and one person can be like, that is just perfect. That like, that absolutely hit every part of my body being in the most effective and profound way that was perfect and then another person who listened to that exact same person sing could come away and be like yeah that didn't really do much for me so how could how could that one song sung by the same person that one time be both perfect and imperfect at the same time let's think about that maybe I'm going on a little bit of a trip here but I just think, you know, we've got to like release this idea that perfection is actually something that we can achieve and start going out and just like doing stuff. Like listen to those people who are um, like any interview with a person who's ended up accomplishing some great things in their lives. They went out and they just gave it a try and they failed over and over and over again. And then they learned something from it and they moved forward and then they hit that sweet spot. It's like they hit that thing that was like, this is what I meant to do. This is who I am meant to be. And then they went for it. It's like we need to get rid of that fear of imperfection because it's just a huge lie. So that brings me around to the whole idea of hope. Hope, I think, for myself, is something where you can go out, you can fling yourself into a new project, into a new idea, into this new life or way of being that you know is, is better, is healthy for you, and, and then trust that you have the ability to navigate that and that you have the right people around you to be able to carry you through that, to help correct you and guide you. And 
I mean, personally speaking, again, as I've said probably four times already, that there is like a greater being there. It's like there's this greater force that helps take us to where we need to be, where we need to go. Those are some of my thoughts on it. Take it or leave it. I mean, we're all entitled to our own opinions. That's what's so beautiful about being a human. So, um, and I mean, you know, to do with that whole like flinging yourself into this whole other, <laughs> this whole other idea or mode or creativity and all that kind of stuff. That's exactly what I'm trying to do right now while I'm talking to you. Um, okay, and I just got another message in here from someone just saying you should definitely follow uh thomas meeson messen uh he's a pro in instagram growth cool yeah i'll check him out that sounds good thanks for sending that and i also just want to give a shout out to um uh what we don't know podcast let me just make sure that i'm getting it right i think it's called what we don't yeah what we don't know podcast because they just sent me a message saying awesome and that was really nice and i appreciate that i think it's really cool when um other podcasts uh can kind of encourage each other and be there for each other because we all understand how scary it is to kind of put yourself out there and be vulnerable or you know kind of like put out your own idea and have it just be open for other people to listen to and kind of think whatever they want to think about it um so thanks for that message uh yeah I think that's everything for now some of my thoughts I hope that all of you are are finding some way to kind of enjoy yourself during this I mean you know actually a couple things I started doing again that I was like oh hey I haven't done this in a long time and as it turns out I really love this was uh playing piano I actually took piano lessons growing up um for like 10 years and when I moved out I wasn't near piano for a long time And then when we moved into the house that we're in now, we finally had enough space for a piano. And so I actually started playing it again. And that's been like really nice. I've just like really enjoyed it. Um, One of the things that actually drove me away from it in the first place was um, the fact that I couldn't be perfect at it because I'm a perfectionist, as I said before. Um, So with this new approach that I'm trying to take of just like not necessarily trying to be perfect about it, just kind of enjoying it and doing and learning from it and just kind of like getting into it. I've been trying that out and yeah, it's really helped and caused me to just really enjoy it a lot more. And it's been rather therapeutic. So that and sketch art, which I had stopped doing for the exact same reasons uh, for why I stopped piano uh, and also fear of expressing myself. Um, so I have been doing that as well and uh, have been enjoying it immensely. Um, and it, yeah, it's just very exciting. So I hope that, you know, to any of you who are listening that like if you have like something that you're kind of like, I could actually give that a try now. Give it a try. Go for it. You can do this. I believe in you. And um, you don't have to show it to anyone. That's the beauty of it. It can be something that you just do for your own enjoyment. 
And uh, and then if you are like rather thrilled with something that you've done and you kind of want to show it to someone, but you're not really sure who, show it to me. Send it to me um, through Instagram. That's what I'm usually on. Or you can email me optimisticallydepressed86 at gmail.com or go to my website, optimisticallydepressed.com. Um, cause yeah, I love that stuff. I'm all over it. And I want to know how you're, how you're doing, how you're feeling. And if there are certain ways that you want to express yourself, just do it. Cause it's very important. Okay. So I think I'm done. Thank you all for spending the last like 45 minutes with me. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to let me be in your ear for a little while. So thanks for letting me take up that space. And, you know, just know that wherever you are, I'm just sitting here loving you. So have a good morning, afternoon, evening, night. I'll be talking to you soon. Bye.